if someone's like legit toxic for your life yeah toxic for your environment get them the fuck out there's no point in keeping them there i mean everyone should be beneficial in your life like they should be giving you some kind of joy Welcome back, everyone. We are here for episode 26. And yes, Sam, it, it is, is episode, episode 26. 26. One oh, of these days. Shit. Both of us will know what episode we're on. And Just one of these days. Maybe. So we're here today to talk about refreshing your life. But before we get into that, we have to talk about our bitch, Colleen Hoover. So... Ashley and I, when we started the podcast, always said that we wanted to talk about like pop culture and like trends and stuff like that. And I feel like Colleen Hoover is like really, if, I don't know if, how many of you guys are in book talk, but Colleen Hoover is all over book talk. Anyone who likes to read knows that like her stuff is like the it stuff right now. Like yeah. she is having her moment. Um, and I used to love to read, but I like kind of went on a little hiatus from reading and recently got back into it when I bought myself a Kindle and I <laughs> have finished two Colleen Hoover books in a week and a half. And I already have like an entire list of um, ones that I want to read. And Ashley has read the two that I read. So we wanted yeah. to like talk about them a little bit on here. So fair warning. Um, if you are and or are planning to read Verity or It Ends With Us, uh, you might want to fast forward a little bit because there will be spoilers. Um, yeah, but and you definitely don't want to hear them because, again, you don't want to ruin the book for yourself. And yeah, these are for, both for real. very, very good books. If you have not read these two books by Colleen Hoover, I 100% recommend reading them. Um, and again, just like skipping this entirely because these are probably two of the best books I have ever read. Yeah. More specifically, Verity. Verity has been like my top book so far. I actually, I think um, it ends with us. I liked more than Verity, really? but I did. Okay. I did really like Verity too. I'll start with, okay, I'll start with it ends with us because I feel like that's like everybody's gateway book yeah. into Colleen Hoover books. Um, I think it's her number one bestseller. Is too, it? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So, okay. This book is just so good okay and let me preface by saying the reason why I feel like I liked that one better is because it pulled me in from the start Mm -hmm. um Verity I felt like for me was a little bit slower to start but once I got into it I couldn't put it down whereas like this book was enticing the entire time but I like you know I felt I would take more breaks between it so I don't know so for those of you that have read the book you know Lily Ryle, Atlas, the whole love triangle situation. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Ashley and I. So I don't want to get like too deep into it because it it does. And trigger warning, it does discuss um, domestic violence Mm -hmm. and domestic abuse. There's abuse in there for sure. And sexual abuse. I know Colleen Hoover has done some interviews and said that like part of why she wrote the book was because she um, and even in her like epilogue, she said that her father was abusive towards her mother and she would always look at her mom and and always thought like, oh, if I I were about that. Yeah, she she, forgot about that. She said like. I always thought if someone ever laid hands on me, I'd be out of the relationship immediately. But like I wrote this book so that people could like look, look at that through a different lens. And I don't know about you, but I've always, I think everyone always says like, if someone ever laid a hand on me, I'd be gone immediately. But then then you don't know. You don't notice this stuff right away. Yeah. And And so I, I think she does a really good job of making you fall in love with the character that is the abuser. Yeah. Because you see him in such a different light than what he's like painted out to be like later on in the book. And you kind of like go through this journey with her and him. And it's like, yeah. And I I think in a sense, because a lot, a lot of it's written from Lily's point of view. I think you feel at least at some points, I felt like I was Lily, like reading the book with how descriptive it was and how like spot on it was. So I, I mean, obviously he's like a fictional character, but like I loved Ryle for Lily. And so I did too. Of course I didn't love him for her when all the abuse started happening. But it's like, I think that Colleen Hoover really like got her point across 
about like not really knowing what you would do. And obviously like I'm not going to compare a book to and real life. Yeah, to yeah. real life. But like for the first time I found myself wondering like, oh shit. Maybe, like, I wouldn't be able to. It's because you're, like, you're put in that situation where, like, you fall in love with a person. And, again, you fall in love with this character. And you're constantly wishing for them to change. And you see, like, the good sides of them where you're, like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, he's, he's still so good. Like, he just needs to, like, change, like, this and that. He needs to learn. He needs to grow. But, unfortunately, he, in the book, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, And, you know, we can talk about that later, whatever. But... It, you're just placed again in the situation where you're just like, I love him and I want him to change. It, I don't know. Obviously, I don't have any experience like in a relationship like that. But I know like the first time he hurts her, it starts as something minor, like a little push. And then the next time is like a push a little bit harder. The next time is a push down the stairs. The next time he's biting her, like it gets a little bit like, I mean, obviously it, it's all horrible, but it gets like yeah. a little bit, quote unquote, like worse every time he hurts her. And so like after the first time you find yourself like, oh, he's never going to do it again. Right. Like, they're destined to be together. And then after the second time you find yourself like, oh, he's never going to do it again. Mm-hmm. They're destined to be, and so on and so forth. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's you can like, and he's very apologetic and everything, too. And like he owns up to like his mistakes and everything. And that's what makes you kind of like love him more because He's owning up to everything. And I think that maybe that's another thing, too, where if you were put in a situation like that and like your partner owns up to however it is that they hurt you, Mm -hmm. then like you're more willing to um, to forgive them. And that's why I was like willing to forgive Ryle because he he owned up to it, but then he was constantly doing it. And I know. And like at the end of the book, I know that. So in the book, the father is extremely abusive to Lily's mother and she would always blame her mother and say like, I can't believe my mom won't leave and all this stuff. I feel like Lily was very much like us readers where it's Mm -hmm. like she experienced it firsthand and was like, Oh shit, maybe I wouldn't be able to do the things that I said I would do if I were in this position. But anywho, I know there's like a point in the book where Lily tells her mom and the mom says um, something along the lines of like, she says like, oh, someone, someone who loves you truly would never allow you to stay with them knowing that they've like hurt you like this. And so then at the end of the book, her and Ryle, spoiler alert. I mean, all this is a spoiler. If you're still listening to this point, please stop. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and like, if you haven't read the book, she is, gets pregnant with Ryle's baby. And um, she is like in the hospital with Ryle. And they're like going back and forth the whole pregnancy, trying to decide yeah. like what they're going to do. And well, he leaves it in her hands, but she doesn't know what she wants to do. And in the very last couple of pages of the book, she's like, I have this like little girl and like, she's my world. And I'm like looking at her And what my mom said pops into my head about, like, if someone loved you, they would never, like, allow you to stay with them after hurting you that much. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to make this decision for my daughter. And I thought she was going to stay with him, like, by the way she was saying that. You know what I I mean? Like, my mind went to, like, oh, she wants to keep the family together. But then she says she totally turns it and says, I want a divorce because if someone ever did what you did to me to this little girl, what would you do? And he literally says, like, I would beg her to leave him. Yeah. And so it's like it kind of came full circle in like he loved Lily enough to be able to let her go and understand why. Right. And it was better for her, for her, for the little girl to grow up, you know, seeing her mom in a different healthy, you know, relationship, maybe. But yeah, it's oh my god, it was incredible. What else, what else about that book? Just like every scene, I feel like was so descriptive and kind of like Sam was saying, like sometimes you felt like you were Lily because you could put yourself in her shoes. But I think it's just like how Colleen Hoover is overall, and as as an author, like just her writing style, like it encaptivates you. Like you want to keep reading. Oh, and, for sure. You know you're put in so many like different scenarios when you like read her books but like with it ends with us it kind of like hits like all these notes like yes it's a romance novel but it's also like it's kind of scary it's kind of spicy it's like you know everything in between I think um I think that she just did a phenomenal job with everything in the book and again like you really go through so many ups and downs like I remember 
you know, when Atlas came into the picture for the first time, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, get the fuck away from her. Like, I was just like, Me do too. not, do not Me be too. a homewrecker. Like, don't split up. This, this is perfect. Couple. Mind you, before the abuse yeah. begins. Yeah, yeah. He, um, and I mean, if you're still listening at this point, I hope you already know that because you've read yeah. the book or like are not planning to read it. But yeah, I felt the same way about Atlas, and it's just like at the end of the day, like, okay, we just want to see her like in a healthy relationship and a yeah. happy relationship. So, yeah, there's those are the thoughts on It Ends With Us. Um, I, I think that one's really good, but I'm glad we say Verity for a second because I think that one's more like fucking crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. And it's a lot heavier. Like, honestly. Oh, my God. Yeah, definitely like trigger warning for like the for It Ends With Us. But like heavier trigger warning for Huge. Verity because oh my god Colleen Hoover just takes you through a fucking journey in Verity yeah. like there's oh my god. so much so much to unpack with that book and okay Tri- trigger warning like child death miscarriage I can't even I can't even name them all child death miscarriages car accidents um what else like I, jump scares yeah, uh it, everything it, it's just Verity is one of those books where if you pick it up, you cannot put it down. Like, I shit you not. I finished Verity in one night. I'm saying, didn't you say that you finished it? Yeah, in like a day. Yeah. And I had, I recommended Verity to like some of my friends and like uh, Kaylee, who's been on the pod before. I think it took her like two sit down like reads to like finish it. It's incredible. Even I know people (sighs) that don't like to read that loved Verity. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. Like, do yourself a favor, pick it up. It's very different because it is like scary and dramatic. And I mean, like the book literally opens up with um, like someone getting hit by a bus. Yeah. And it, like blood splattering all like over, over the her. main character yeah. and all over the street and all over this like guy that, well, kind of. Everybody should read it if you're comfortable. If you haven't read it, then go ahead and skip this portion because we're going to start talking about Verity a little bit more too. But if you have, then stick with us so we can like unpack some of it. (sighs) Sam and I both agree that Verity is fucking batshit crazy. Literally insane. Um, (laughs) I know that like the book kind of ended with you kind of like deciding if Verity was crazy or if it was Jeremy that was crazy. I 100% think it was Verity. I think it was Verity, too. Like, it, I just remember, like, reading that note that she left and being completely mind-fucked. But, like, Me too. And oh also, like, here's my thing, my my reasoning why I, two reasons, why I really think that she was crazy. <laughs> if you read the book, you know about the manuscript. And I feel like this letter she wrote, I don't think it was a fucking exercise. I think, like, it some was to of cover that, her tracks. I think it was to cover her tracks, yeah, because... I feel like all of that stuff was too specific and realistic for that to like have not happened. I think it was totally to cover her tracks, A. And B, who the fuck would pretend to be like on their deathbed and brain dead and unable to move? Nobody does that unless they're crazy. I'm sorry. Because like like, wouldn't it, it, she'd been doing this for like weeks, months, if truly Jeremy was the crazy one and she was going to leave, she could have done that shit on like night one or night two of her acting like that. Like right. you do not have to drag this out for months, weeks. Like it, it takes a fucking crazy person to pretend to be ill like that. Yeah. And you don't have to drag this poor, like innocent girl who is, I guess like not so innocent at the end of the book because you know, spoiler alert, she helps Jeremy fucking kill Verity. Like Verity, truly deserved it though because oh she did i remember just like sitting there and reading the coat hanger scene and feeling so uncomfortable oh my god me too because i i was just like verity what the fuck is wrong with you and then when she was like talking about like hating the one daughter what was it harper she hated harper she was like over like the crib or whatever and trying like, to choke the baby yeah and then jeremy like walked in and then she realized that like the like the nanny baby cam or the baby monitor whatever. and oh she was like oh my god, god like if he heard me like he would have left me i don't know she's she scares me at first some of the things she was saying i was like okay i could kind of get behind this like with her saying like oh i find it so hard that my husband like cares about like the babies more than he cares about me that he loves the babies more than he loves me I'm like oh yeah I feel like that's like something that a lot of women go through when they have babies but then I get to the point where she's like I want to kill my baby because my husband loves the baby and I'm like whoa oh okay can't relate anymore um yeah 
But read Verity if you haven't. It's full of twists and turns and crazy shit. And um, if you're listening to this and you have read either of these books, read one of these books, if you like to read, give us some book suggestions. I know both of us are always looking for a good read. Definitely. Or loan us some of the books because, like, reading can be a very expensive hobby. Yeah, it sure, <laughs> it sure can. I recently invested in a Kindle to uh, lower my costs, but that, that kind of leads us into a perfect segue because I've been, like, super into my new <laughs> hobby. Well, not new. I used to love to read. But I, I've been super into this hobby, and I felt a little bit refreshed. Yeah. And we're obviously today talking about refreshing your life and how to do that. And I think, like, you know, we did an episode about funks and how to like get out of a funk, but sometimes you're not in a funk. You're just kind of stuck in like not even routine, but like things are just feeling stagnant. You feel me? Yeah. You know I mean? Kind of like a plateau. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that shaking things up and hitting the reset button and, and refreshing is really yeah. beneficial to like your mental health, yeah, your physical your health. mental health, physical health, making sure that just like you're making the most out of life. And so I think everybody has experience with this, you know, at some point or another. But I think we've got a good roundup of tips here and Mm -hmm. and suggestions for, like, how you can, you know, kind of hit the reset button. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes you're in a – you're at a point in life where you just feel unsatisfied or you feel weird or it's just, like, there's something that's, like, missing. And, like, I've had that, like, you know, every now and then. Sometimes it's just, like – introducing something new into my life or taking something away that makes me feel a little bit better. So we're definitely going to dive into uh, topics like that. I think one of the biggest ones here that we have um, is cutting ties with people and like any relationships or anything, any toxicity that's in your life that you can get rid of, um, you know, with within reason, of course, like don't yeah. make any rash decisions, but you know who makes you feel good and who doesn't. And I think like you can kind of hit the reset button by kind of reevaluating those relationships and looking at which ones are serving you and which ones aren't. And like, it doesn't have to be completely cutting ties with someone. It could be like taking a break from someone that you've spent too much time with or like different things like that. But Or just being, I don't want to make like low maintenance friends sound bad, but like maybe being a low maintenance friend with them, like just not being as active in their life because it might be bringing you down. Right. I think that's huge because I know like we always say like you kind of are a product of the people that you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that someone could be like bad, but maybe like I said previously, you've spent too much time with them or maybe you know, you just need a break and you need to kind of like hit that refresh. So um, I'd say definitely like, setting those boundaries and kind of taking breaks from people when necessary and then like back to cutting ties if someone's like legit toxic for your life yeah toxic for your environment get them the fuck out there's no point in keeping them there i mean everyone should be beneficial in your life like they should be giving you some kind of joy like people that add to your life and not take it's like you don't want to have shitty friends you don't want to have a shitty significant other like you want you want to have a good life and by you know, having a good life, you want to surround yourself with good people and people that you can actually enjoy time with. Like you shouldn't like go into like a hangout with someone regretting it. You should you shouldn't like yeah. be like, oh, my God, I don't want to spend time with them. Like you should want to spend time with your friends. And if you find yourself feeling like that, maybe it's time to reevaluate or maybe it's time to take a break, take a break or be. have a conversation with that friend or something, you know, just clear the air and clear your life <laughs> clear your life clear your life just make just make the best decisions for yourself it's not always going to be easy because obviously there's emotion involved and like you know it's hard when it comes down to people because yeah, like sure. i know with people like us sam and i are both people pleasers oh, and for sure sometimes you just have to make sure that you're putting yourself first absolutely like, i think make, that's the most important part of like boundary setting and like yeah eliminating or like evaluating friendships is remembering like even if you are a people pleaser like Ashley just said like at the end of the day you got to do what makes you happy and what's going to serve you the most right but yeah definitely um a good first step to kind of hitting that reset button and I I know it's a big one but like it's a real big one if you can do it and this is your sign like if you've been like thinking about cutting that toxic person out of your life or wondering like oh should I take a break from this friend that I'm spending too much time with I'm not feeling like it's serving me this is your sign to just go ahead and do that and if Sam and I 
again, two people pleasers are able to do this and so are you. Absolutely. Um, number two, a little bit easier and less heavy. We got a big one out of <laughs> yeah. the bank first, but refreshing your space. I don't know about you, but I know this is huge for me. Like, Ashley, <laughs> it's huge for me, too. But I'm going to let you continue yeah. because, you know, what we I'm ta- say. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Ashley will literally come into my room and like more <laughs> often than not, I would say my room is extremely tidy, extremely clean and orderly. But Ashley knows when she comes into my room and I'll tell her, I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. My room is such a mess. It just like puts me in a mood. Oh, yeah. Because my space isn't nice. I mean, it's also like a comfort thing. Like I feel like I feel 100% more prepared and in a good mood and I have my shit together when my area is clean Absolutely. and organized because if I'm sitting in an environment where there's kind of like clutter on me, I feel like I can't do things properly yeah. because in the back of my mind, I'm just like, okay, this shouldn't be there. That shouldn't be there. Like yes, me too. I need to make time to go ahead and do this and that because I'm not going to be able to do X, Y, and Z without you know, this being cleared up first. Yeah, no, same. Especially if I like get home late and put a bunch of crap on my desk and then it's on my desk in the morning before work and then I have to clear it off before work and I'm like rushing. I feel like it just throws everything off. Yeah. Um. So I think that a great way to reset is like start from square one and declutter. Yes. Um, my, my favorite way, so I kind of like, I do a deep clean every once in a while, but when I say declutter, I mean like, it could be as simple as reorganizing your desk and like making your bed and, you know, mm-hmm. making sure all your clothes are hung up all the way to like getting rid of clothes and really like reorganizing. I think like about a, I want to say like three weeks ago, maybe a month, I went to Target and I got a bunch of organization for my closet and I got rid of a bunch of stuff that doesn't fit me anymore or that I don't wear, um, donated all of it, completely reorganized my closet, got a new shoe organizer. And then I, after that, I was kind of like inspired to clean the rest of my room. So yeah. I reorganized my drawers. I vacuumed and swippered and made my bed and did my laundry and washed everything um my bedding I I think that like sometimes the first step of like decluttering is what can like take you there yeah I agree and I can attest to everything that Sam is saying because I've seen how organized her closet is right now but like (laughs) literally Sam like if I have some free time in my day and I like look at my room I find things that I can do to make it feel a lot more organized so there are little times where I will take everything out of my closet and reorganize it like sometimes I like refolding my shirts so they're all like lined up super pretty yeah highly recommend like doing a closet refresh and just like organizing that like I feel like that's always like step one for me and then that puts me in the mood to go ahead and organize the rest of my room like me too I will go in and like I'll sweep like I will remake my bed I'll um what's it called I'll like bring out like the duster and like the Windex and do like all like my mirrors and everything and by the time I'm done I just feel so accomplished and then you feel like so good you get to light your candle and just like get in bed Mm -hmm. or do whatever it is you want to do I can't like get in bed like right after I'm done like if I'm done cleaning then I'm like I'm energized to go and like do something else because I feel like super productive oh my god I can't speak I just want to keep that like flow going Mm -hmm. you know See, I'm always cleaning at night, so it's like bedtime by the time I'm done. Um, But yeah, I totally, I agree. If I'm like cleaning on the weekends, I'm in GSD mode and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I got to get everything done today. Um, But something else I think is like kind of an underrated part of refreshing your space is like doing doing different things to make you, you know, enjoy your space a little bit more slash like renovations. Yeah. And, And this can go from something as simple as changing the layout of your room, like moving mm-hmm. all your furniture around to like completely like repainting and redecorating everything to like getting a couple new throw pillows or new plants or like getting a new bed set or something. Yeah. You know? I, I think that that's huge. I know that I started. Um, so, so the way that my bedroom is laid out because I work from home, there's really only one way to organize um, my furniture that best allows for like room for my uh, desk that gives it access to an outlet. And so um, sometimes I get bored of the way that my room is laid out because I I really can't switch it around. So like midway through the year, I want to say it was like June, I decided to just do a refresh of my throw pillows. And that Uh like changed everything about my bed and I put up some curtains um, and uh, something as simple as that, I got a, I got a new plant organizer. I put up new curtains and, um, I got two new throw pillows and, um, 
it seriously just like I love my space so much more and I got some little like glass vases from the Target dollar section gotta love it and it (laughs) changed everything I love my room I love my space so much more because it's just like it feels more updated um and you know it could be as simple as is that or it could be like we said before like a whole renovation it doesn't have to be expensive like I just said at all like don't think that you have to spend a shit ton of money like we're not telling you to go no 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 and drop you know a pretty penny here and there but go to like restoration hardware anything like that I think it's even as simple as and this is something that I like to do and I like fell off of it but I'm getting back on it just like even buying flowers for your room yes just like doing that like I bought the prettiest flowers from Trader Joe's the other day and I put them in my room and I was like wow this makes my room feel so much prettier like it makes me feel good about myself like I'm enjoying my environment and like typically for me like as soon as my flowers die, like I like to replace them because yeah. I always like to have flowers in my room and I haven't been doing it for such same, a long time. Same, same, so same. I got to start hopping on it. And like Trader Joe's is not expensive for oh flowers. My gosh. Like I, I usually will get a few different like bouquets from there and then make my own bouquet, uh-huh. like little arrangements. So fun. And I think I spent $15 max for like a week and a half to two weeks of like having some pretty fresh flowers. Yeah. And I always put a... Pro, pro tip, I always put a cap full of bleach in my water because it keeps the flowers alive for longer. I did not know that. Yeah, it keeps, it kills the bacteria that um, kills them. So oh. hu- that's a huge tip. But um, yeah, and, and while we're like on the subject of like getting bored and needing a refresh and like do it, refresh, sorry, and doing something that's affordable, I mentioned I got some little glass vases from Target um, from the dollar section. I think they were $3 total. They're super cute um, as decor or like to put you know I've put flowers in them before but like I'm kind of getting bored of them so I think I'm gonna go to um I think I'm gonna go to Michael's or like Hobby Lobby or something and get like terracotta paint you know that like matte like clay looking paint and I think I'm gonna paint them like like neutral colors and so that they're like so I'm still you know repurposing that piece um for a really affordable amount right and that's a really smart idea to do as opposed to just like buying like you know new pieces it can change everything yeah Yeah. DIYs so like so good to do and it gives you like something fun to do as well yeah so that is do you have any any more two cents on refreshing your space see flowers is just like a huge thing to me but new candles or scents oh yeah candles if you're into like the wall um the wall plugins uh switch those out like just do something different even if it's just like laying like your throw blanket like a different way or um making the bed differently yeah one of my like absolute favorite things about my room I have an ottoman that I got like during quarantine and I think it just like it makes everything like look more put together in my room and it gives me like that extra space uh to just like have storage for stuff oh is it like an open yeah yeah I love those so it just I love it I love it so much. I never sit on it, but it just like looks so pretty and it makes me feel so good about my room. Yeah, that's that's so fun. Something else I always like is um, getting a new like cup or water bottle because mm-hmm. I think it's like a good good to have something like nice and new that also motivates you to like drink more water, do something good for yourself. And then the other thing I do that's like relatively inexpensive to refresh my space is I um, I don't know about you, but I love those. um the gain scent beads because I love the smell of gain so what I have been doing is I went to a bridal shower um, a couple months ago where we got favors in like tool bags Mm -hmm. and I kept the tool bags and I was like "Mm, I I I might need these to like do something or wrap something someday so I'm just gonna keep them I what I ended up doing I had two of them because my sister didn't didn't end up being able to come so I had an, an extra favor I filled those with gain scent beads and I put them um like in my laundry bins oh. so that it like keeps my laundry smelling fresh whether oh. you know whether it's dirty laundry or whether it's like I've cleaned my laundry and um, put it in the clean laundry bin I think that those are nice to just like keep everything fresh and, that's and a really neat. smart idea I love that yeah I'll, I'll literally give you one right now so you can smell it I love repurposing stuff I love it. I just like smelled it right now. <laughs> but yeah, that's what we have to say about refreshing your space. Unless there's anything else. No, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's that's our two cents. Um, Next is going to be self-care. And I think like this is really the biggest takeaway. Takeaway, yeah. Because we kind of have it split up into three sections here. But we have a lot of content for self-care. Because yeah. self-care can be done 
in a multitude of different ways. Yeah, 100%. The first one that we have is maybe incorporating like a new eating routine. And that's not saying like go ahead and like change your diet like right away by any means, but like maybe dabble in going more plant-based or like getting some extra protein in or just like eating cleaner. Like I know for me, there's some times where I will go off and just not eat like the healthiest Mm -hmm. and I feel like shit afterwards. And like I notice a huge difference once I start like incorporating you know, all the nutrients that I need because I just feel a lot better. Like you have to remember, like you're putting this into your body and like this is like your energy. Like if you're eating like shit 24-7, then you're going to feel like shit 24-7. Yeah, I I do the same thing. And and I – You know what? I – like that's this is not me telling you to like put down the bag of hot cheetos because like i am a hot cheetos girl yeah and i will always like reach for them but like you know don't don't rely on them i guess not even necessarily like if you don't have any interest in changing like the way you eat but it may be just like trying new food yeah or um trying a new recipe or like a new meal that you can like really get like excited about or like you know, kind of makes you feel a little bit like invigorated. I know for me, one of my favorite parts of the week is every weekend um, during like Bachelor, Bachelorette, I go to Josh's house and I um, watch the Bachelor slash Bachelorette with his mom, which is so fun. Um, But it kind of throws me off because I'm not in my own space for a few days. And so when I get back... And, and Josh and I, you know, we're in a happy, healthy, loving relationship. So we love to eat fast food together. Mm-hmm. I think that's really normal when you're in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but when I get home, Josh comes home with me on Tuesday nights because he goes into the office on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And then I drop him off at work on Wednesday mornings. And when I have some downtime over the weekend, I will usually like write out a grocery list or like a couple meals that I'm going to prepare. And then after I drop him off at work on Wednesday mornings, I go to Trader Joe's. Right after it opens, I go get my grocery list, get my healthy stuff, and then I prep some food like during my lunch hour um, for work. And then I've got some like healthy food in the fridge that's like ready to go. And I, when I say healthy food, I mean like simple meals. Like yeah. I'll put buffalo chicken in the crock pot and shred it up and use it in stuffed peppers, in wraps. Um, I'll do chicken sausage and vegetables with a little bit of like rice or quinoa. Mm-hmm. Um and it just kind of like helps me reset uh, and, and helps me feel like a little bit better about not having to worry about like, oh, it's the end of the day and I'm so tired and now yeah. I need to think about what I'm going to make for dinner. Like I can most of the time just pull it out and put it back in the air fryer, put it in the oven, put it in yeah. the fridge, whatever. Um, and I think that's that's really helpful. Yeah, kind of like a meal prep, but like not a meal prep. Yeah, just like n- it's like I would call it a soft meal prep yeah so whether you want to do like soft meal prep which is like just getting into a routine of like when you go to the grocery store what you get when you go to the grocery store or if you want to go like legit meal prepping like prep your meals for the whole week or whatever I think either is really helpful and you know just like establishing a routine that kind of shakes things up yeah I agree um I do want to touch though on Sam was saying like you know trying new food and everything and I think that That is such an excellent idea because that's something that you can definitely change up in your routine because I know like one of my best friends, Kaylee, I've mentioned her a bunch of times. She is one of the pickiest eaters that I know. Like I shit you not like she probably would starve before she has to put like I don't even know sushi like in her mouth. She's fucking best (laughs) though. Uh, it's so funny because she likes poke bowls, <laughs> but that's only with so chicken. Random. Only with oh, chicken. Okay, maybe she needs with to try like a cooked sushi roll. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But anyways, like I don't know, like a few months ago, she told me that she tried Thai food, and I was so proud of her. Like I felt like a proud mom, yeah, yeah. and I know I shouldn't, but like she's my best friend, and like I I love doing just like silly shit with her. But I just like remember like feeling happy for her because it's something new that she can introduce yeah, sure. into like her day to day. And with me, like. I have been eating like a lot more Indian dishes and I like did not realize how much I love Indian food. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so flavorful. Oh, and I was like, oh ugh, my God, it's Indians delicious. know what they're doing when they're, when they're like seasoning all their yeah. shit. I cannot even tell you how many times I could like down butter chicken I or love butter chicken. There's this thing and Midwesterners are probably going to love this. If you love fried food, 
this is a great way to get your vegetables in, but also not a great way to get your yeah. vegetables in. But they do this thing. I'm probably butchering the name called Picari. I don't know. But it they like they deep fry the vegetables and Ooh. there's like this tamarind sauce that you eat it with. And I really good. Just fall in love with it. It is so fucking good. I, I am love, like drooling right now. I love butter chicken and I also love like chickpea curry. Ooh, I love chickpeas. Yes, so I good. Love chickpeas and mango lussy. That's really Never really tried good. That it's like a mango like, um, like buttermilk type drink. It's really really good. Or like yogurt. I don't know. Sounds good. It's it's so fucking it good. It's amazing. like a mango smoothie almost. Oh, I need to get Indian food soon. I haven't had it in a really long time. We should go. Yeah, I would love that. Um, we should shake up our routine. Uh, yeah. There we go. But yeah, definitely. I feel like trying new foods and being a little bit more adventurous just kind of like really helps. I don't know. Just bring a little bit more excitement to your life. Um, and, and when it comes to an eating routine too, like you can keep it simple while still shaking things up. Eating can feel monotonous sometimes, mm-hmm. especially when you're like getting into healthy eating and fueling your body. You're like, fuck, I have to eat the salad again. Or fuck, I have to do like this again. And you don't have to do anything. But like, you know, I I think all of us can acknowledge that we feel better when we're getting the nutrients we need, like Ashley said. Um, And something that I've started like incorporating myself to kind of make things more interesting is like, I I find it really hard to eat breakfast because I don't get hungry in the mornings, but I know it's a really important meal. Mm -hmm. And so I have found like two breakfasts that I really love to eat that give me like fuel for the day and I am one who gets like sick of food really easily so I'm always shaking it up so I was in an avocado toast phase a couple months ago I'm kind (laughs) of we all were yeah I'm kind of out of it right now and my current fixation is um chicken sausage breakfast tacos Ooh, so just like egg chicken sausage and an almond flour tortilla with spinach and some hot sauce super simple super delicious filling nutritious and then like a protein smoothie with my protein, my greens, and my uh, berries. Okay. And then when it comes to my lunch, I find like sometimes it's hard for me to enjoy my lunch because a lot of times I don't have enough time to take like a real lunch from work. So I'm eating while working, not really enjoying my food. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I find something that makes it like, this sounds so lame, but something that makes it exciting is how... (laughs) Having a sparkling water. Like, that's how I know that I'm fucking old is I'm like, oh, my God, I get so excited to walk over to my box and pick out a flavor of my sparkling water. And it just, like, makes it a little bit more exciting. It's little things. Uh, When I came in today, Sam asked if I wanted a spin drift, and it kind of made my day. (laughs) They're the best. I literally just took a hefty sip out of mine. Spindrift, sponsor this if you'd like. If you if this ever comes around to you, we're huge fans of your work. <laughs> Next is working out. And this is not us telling you to like, you know, go super heavy at the gym. Like you don't need to be like me. Yeah. <laughs> but even if it's just like, you know, going on a hot girl walk or um, trying out a new class. Like I was telling one of my friends about Pilates and she tried it and she loved it. And right now she's in Zumba and she's like killing it. Like she oh, yes. absolutely loves it. And I'm super happy for her. And she's listening and she knows who she is. Like whenever she's in Chicago, she like shows off her moves. And I think it's literally like the cutest thing. But um, just like trying something new and getting active, like it's really important, especially for like all of us who have like the nine to five, like corporate jobs that are literally sitting at our desk all day, especially mm-hmm. if you work from home to get up and get active, like take a lap around your house every once in a while. If you're able to get a standing desk at a standing desk. Um, I love my standing desk. Yeah. Sam has a really nice standing desk. It's wonderful. I want to get a treadmill for underneath it. You should. I've what, thought about it. One of my coworkers, she, um, I'm not sure if she still does this, but she has a treadmill and she would like hook her laptop like on top of it. So she would walk and yeah, walk at the like same the walking time. Pad. Yeah. Those are awesome. So, I mean, just get any kind of exercise in that you can again just like really emphasizing like trying a new class or maybe trying a new workout routine but just find something that's gonna get you active yeah I think I'm also like a good person to speak to this because I fucking hate working out (laughs) like honestly I really hate it um but some things that I do to just like keep myself active are a like I I hate working out for more reasons than one but one of them for me being that it can be toxic or like unhealthy for me because I trigger warning have had like problems with like disordered eating and um you know like body image and stuff like in the past and I am like kind of an all or nothing person and so if I get really fixated on fitness I go a little bit too far mm-hmm. and so that is one of the reasons why I've always kind of steered away from being on like a consistent 
fitness routine. Um, but what I found that really works for me is I love um, like YouTube, like home videos. I love Pilates videos. Tasha Franken is amazing. Um, and I love Daisy Keach's workout videos. But the other thing I do that I just started like a couple months ago, I got a Planet, Fem- Fit- <laughs> Planet <laughs> Fitness membership and I'll literally just go and do a 45 minute like treadmill strut like just like walk on a super high incline and there's this girl on tiktok i forgot her name let me see what her name is i follow her on spotify but she creates these um treadmill like strut i know who you're talking about because i just watched her today she, ellie like, bennett is her she name she has yeah. one to like the jonas brothers and yes i was watching it today and i was like "Ooh, i get lo- it yeah so she she creates these um yeah jonas brothers it's right there her name's ali bennett and she she creates these tre- sorry treadmill strut spotify playlists most of them are like 30 to 45 minutes um, and with each one, so you, you find a good base pace for you mm-hmm. and with each one you add 0.1, um, speed and you find a good incline for yourself. I usually, I usually go between three to 3.5 as my starting incline or sorry, um, eight to 8.5 is my starting incline three to 3.5 is my starting like speed. And you add incline, you add 0.1 incline and 0.1 speed every song, um, and kind of like find your pace to the, the beat of the song. And then like by the end, you jog the last two and then you end with like a cool down. And it's such a good workout that literally leaves me sweating. Mm-hmm. I burn so many calories and like it goes by. It, it's 45 minutes, but it feels like 15 because it goes by so quickly. And so for me, that's like how I've found to make it enjoyable and also like switching my mindset from it being working out because for me, that's when it gets toxic when I get too far into it and saying like movement, oh, I think okay. really helps like, oh, like I, I need to like get my movement in today. It makes yeah. me feel better than being like, I need to get my workout in today because then I punish myself. So I'm like, oh, I didn't get in my workout. And I've noticed it really does help with like the trajectory of, trajectory of my day, whether I do it in the morning, whether I do it on my lunch, if I have time or whether I go like at night, I think it really does help refresh me and like put me in a better mood. So yeah coming from like both ends of the spectrum someone who like like Ashley who like really needs like working out to to thrive and feel like awesome and and me for where like if I get too far into it you know it can be too much for me I think coming from both ends of the spectrum here like we're both here to kind of like preach it's important to do it when you can yeah um that it's like kind of integral to your mental health like even if you're just going for a walk to go like get your coffee or something like that just like something to get your feet moving and I think it's really important to not be hard on yourself and not punish yourself when you don't um when when you're not being as like consistent as you want aside from working out we have skincare and clothing which is something that Sam and I are very passionate about oh as you all know yeah and we like I feel like we're constantly changing like our skincare and like oh for sure and our style and everything so lots to speak on with this yeah I think like this might not be as much as big of like a quote-unquote like refresh for us because like you said we're doing it constantly but for someone that doesn't put like that much attention and like doesn't switch it up that much into or let me rephrase that for someone that doesn't maybe put as much like focus on their skincare slash like fashion and like maybe doesn't switch it up has been sticking to the same thing I think this is huge and can really like change your life and change the way that you look at things I know personally I don't know about you but whenever I go even if it's like body care or like hair care Mm -hmm. if I am running out of something soon and I am like replacing it with something else um because I, I always like to replace my things before they're empty so I don't have yeah. to go without. So if I know I'm running low and I've got, let's say, a new body wash, I can never wait to try it. And so I end up putting my old one away, like under the sink, and I <laughs> use my new one. And then, like, I'll bring that one back out later when I am, like, running out of my new one or whatever because yeah, I get new so excited. Yeah. So I imagine, like, even if I, someone who's always buying new skincare, always buying new body care, makeup, et cetera, if that little thing makes me that excited I imagine it's like even more exciting for someone else so um yeah shaking that up getting a new like body wash scent a new perfume yeah um skincare there are some really amazing affordable skincare lines out nowadays the ordinary um peach slices Mm -hmm. um inky list is inky list I mean I think good molecules yeah I think that like one of the things with skincare is like growing up I always thought that I needed to have 
a lot of money to afford like good skin or well good skincare uh like products so I remember just like seeing everything that like influencers and celebrities were pushing and I just be like oh my god like this is a lot of money to like you know replace like here and there like why and I'm still guilty of buying like expensive face washes but like why would I spend you know 60 bucks on a face wash that I could buy for ten dollars and the ingredients are literally the same yes I think like simplicity is huge when it comes to skincare too like I think a lot of things that we see with in the media um is like oh I have my 17 step skincare routine when really like breaking it down to the basics is like the way to go you need your cleanser your uh moisturizer and a couple serums here and there it doesn't need to be super complex yeah and like don't buy into like all the gimmicky stuff either but I think one of the biggest things when it comes down to skincare is making sure that you're doing your research um because not everyone's skin is the same and I don't think that you should be buying products just because like you know you hear good things about them like you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence and like the reviews yeah make sure it's good for your skin type yeah you want to make sure like you know if you are sensitive to fragrance then don't buy something with fragrance in it like you You want to make sure that you're using good ingredients that aren't like stripping away at your skin and causing more damage like later down the line if you're dry don't get something for oily skin if you're oily don't get something better for dry skin like make sure that you're like ashley said doing your due diligence and my favorite tool for that is YouTube reviews, TikTok reviews, and um, just, like, looking up reviews on Google. Like, honestly, pretty much before I buy anything new, always go to TikTok. I'll search it on TikTok, Mm -hmm. see what people are saying about it, search it on Google. um, And it really not only, like, lets me know what to expect, but helps me save my money sometimes. Yeah. I would say that, like, for me, I kind of do the same thing, but I'll look on YouTube or TikTok, and I'll try to go to, like, a more reliable source because Mm – you can go on like Target's website or um, like Alta's website and you'll see that like it's a five star product and people are like preaching to the yeah. choir that they love it, but it could have really bad ingredients. So um, again, just like be super mindful of everything that you're picking out. Um, it really does make a difference in the end. Do your research. It's so important. Absolutely. I think that's huge. And then like clothes, kind of stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, trying something that you Mm -hmm. wouldn't normally try, Um, hopping on board with some of the trends that maybe you wouldn't feel comfortable with previously, or like kind of going back to that decluttering, like getting rid of clothes that no longer serve you, that don't fit you anymore. Like stop holding on to the pair, and I'm guilty of this too, but like stop holding on to the pair of jeans that are too tight and you're like, I'll fit back in them. I think that this is so funny. Not so much about jeans. I don't know if you do this too. Maybe you do. But I was at a bonfire the other night or a few nights ago. Weeks ago. I don't know why I'm saying a few nights. But uh, the girls that I were that I was with, we were all talking about like holding on to like underwear that like we just don't wear. I think I mentioned this like in a previous episode. With I kind of skimmed. Yeah, yeah, I kind of fell off of doing it. But for a while, I would buy the three for 36 from skims and every pair that would come in. I would um, throw away three pairs of underwear. I think I have nine pairs now, but I need to like just like overhaul my drawer, get some airy underwear, get some more skims. I don't know why I keep half of the underwear that I do. I know. Same. um, Next topic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So introducing new hobbies into your life. We kind of touched on this and going back to what we started with with Colleen Hoover and reading. Reading is an excellent hobby that you can introduce so into your fun. life. Like, there's, you don't have to be a huge, like, book lover or, like, book nerd, whatever. You don't have to, you know, sit and read an entire book in one night like, you know, me and Sam yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like, we, we're just fucking crazy. Um, and if you're one of those people, then hit us up because I – I love people who can just like literally sit and just like knock out a book in one night. It makes yeah. me feel sane. Um, but, you know, pick up a book here and there or even like if you don't like reading books, I don't know, like read something online, like just it, incorporate more reading into your life. Yeah, there's something out there for everybody. And I really encourage you to get into reading or listening to an audiobook. Yeah. Perfect segue off of listening, <laughs> listening. to an audiobook is listening to podcasts and new music. Obviously, you know, you've got a new episode of GMTA every other Wednesday that you should be listening to Um, and encouraging your friends to listen to it, you know, but whether (laughs) it's, you know, funny, whether it's murder mystery, whether it's like inspirational podcasts are 
a great hobby to get into um, as well as new music. It's kind of like what Sam said with books. Like there's something for everyone. There is so much in the podcast market just as there is with music. Like there's so many different genres and yeah, types yeah, that yeah. you can just relate to. Podcasts are like bite-sized audiobooks, mm-hmm. honestly. And I think they're so informational and so entertaining. Um, and, and you can really learn something, you know, and then listening to new music, like checking out your discover weekly Mm -hmm. and discovering, you know, new artists asking your friends what they're listening to or Ashley brought up earlier Spotify blend. Yeah. I recently took part in a Spotify blend with some of my friends and I was like shocked at the amount of music that we have that's like similar or I mean, another thing too, very similar to blend is start like um start a shared album with your friends I have one with my boyfriend where we like we're constantly like adding new music to it um and we're both like shared playlist yeah okay sorry when you, said album? Shared, when you said shared album I thought you meant like photo album and I was like no no, no huh? oh, sorry okay yeah we have a shared playlist on Spotify where um you know and it's nice because you can see like who adds what song yeah. but um we're constantly adding like different songs that we think the other person would like or songs that we want the other person to listen to. And, like, sometimes we'll sit there and, like, we'll listen to it together. And it's it's a great way to introduce new music into your life. Especially if you have friends or a significant other that likes a different genre than you do. For sure. Yeah. And then a couple more things that I feel like we don't have as much, like, content to really get into. But just, like, list off. Video games. You know, starting a new TV mm-hmm. show. Whether it be by yourself. Whether it be with a friend. Whether it be, you know, with a significant other. Whether you yeah. watch it together. You know, you just regroup on it when you see each other. Another great hobby. As well as cooking and baking. I think is, like, really good for the mind, the heart, yeah. the soul. Something else I love about when I cook or bake. I think you can probably relate to this because you like to cook and bake oh, as I well. Love it. It's There's almost something about it when you sit down and eat it that feels like an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you can be proud of what you made. And so... That's something really fun that I think is like also really good to kind of like boost morale and, you know, boost your confidence and and give you help you work on a hobby that also like helps build life skills, which I think is awesome. I mean, I know that it's no surprise to some of you because I've talked about it before, but I am a huge baker. I don't really eat that many sweets, but I like learning new recipes um, specifically for, you know, my friends to try or like if I know that like my friends like a certain type of like cookie or a certain type of cake, I'll go out of my way and learn to make it because one, I can give it to them and make them happy too. I can learn how to make it and like perfect it. And like it's made with love. So, so fun. It's so corny, but like, I I just think that things taste so much better when they're made with love and they're homemade. Like, I I, agree. Because there's good intent behind it. Yeah. No, I totally. 100% 100% agree. Um, next we have is appearance changes. Go out and get a new identity. Just kidding. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I think, like, I think we're both big believers in, but I, I will only speak for myself here in the fact that I feel like look good, feel good is like oh, 100%. totally one of my mottos. It's funny because I literally this morning went to drop Josh off and went to Walgreens in a pair of his boxers <laughs> and like a giant t shirt, no makeup, glasses. But like, I. Also, I'm a firm believer in, like, when I have something important to do, I want to make sure I'm as put together as possible. Yeah. Um, and I think that this can really change the way you feel about yourself, the way you feel about your life. I'm not saying, like, go get a new face or, like, anything like that. But something small can really, like, give you the confidence to get out and, like, conquer the shit that you have to do. Whether yeah. it's getting a facial. Go get your nails done and try something a little bit different. Are mm-hmm. you, like, a short nail, like, red girly get some long nails and get um, like a more neutral manicure, the Hailey Bieber manicure or vice versa. Try out some bright colors. If you're someone who does neutrals all the time, just shaking it up in that department. Try dip if you haven't done dip. Yeah, I know um, for me, I don't know about you, but hair. I am a huge, huge believer in like a little hair change just going a long way. Like, I don't know if you can even tell. You probably can't, but I literally got my hair trimmed yesterday and I got more layers. I can tell that there's a difference. Like your hair looks a lot like, not fluffier, but it looks voluminous. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I got some more layers and I got my curtain bangs like melded into my face framing. Mm-hmm. And I, yesterday I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but today I fucking love it. And mm-hmm. I think it looks like just different. And it's, you know, I was kind of in a rut with my hair before. Um, and so I, I like it and I think it's fun and it can be something as simple as adding curtain banks, adding face framing layers, or like literally going blonde if you have brown hair or vice versa, whatever it is. I think that hair is huge. Yeah. And 
it grows back. I know, yeah. like, if you hate it, it sucks, but it grows back. Like, it's it's not there forever. So, for sure. I mean, I know, like, I whenever I go through something in life, I feel like I always do my hair. Like, yeah. I dyed my hair red. Like, I've dyed it black. Like, now it's kind of just, like, a mix of natural and black and red. And, like, and I feel like, honestly, like, cutting off hair, I really think, like, it, I don't know if I'm crazy, but I think, like, there's an energy shift. Oh, like, yeah. when I cut my hair, and I'm kind of, like, in a phase right now where I want my hair to be I, I think I'm gonna grow it out again maybe not as long as it was before but kind of like a mid-length but I was bored with my hair when it was super long and I chopped it all off and I felt just like lighter yeah and like I felt like it like <laughs> changed my energy um so yeah hair is big and then like of course like go get the brows done you love getting the brows done I love getting the brows done I don't know why I said you I also love getting the brows done. I'm <laughs> going to go get mine done tomorrow. I need to get mine done. I love my girls. Like, I don't trust a lot of people with my eyebrows. I don't blame you. I mean, eyebrows change your face. Yeah, like, they're so sacred. I remember there was this one year, I think it was junior, junior or senior year of high school, I, like, my brow lady was out, so I went to, like, a different person, and this girl did my brows so thin. Ugh. I hated them. Next is inner self work. This yeah. is important. Maybe the probably the most important part of self care um, is the inner work. I think something that I would be remiss not to acknowledge is that um, I understand that therapy is really expensive and that it's not accessible for everybody. But right. if you do have the opportunity or the means to get a therapist and the capacity to speak with one, I think it's something that is really, really beneficial to increasing your quality of life. I know for me, my life absolutely changed when I started seeing a therapist and not only that, but like getting on medication for my anxiety was a huge life changer as well. So just like talking to professional, if you do have the means for that is fucking huge um, and refreshing your life. Like for me, like honestly, the person I used to be pre-medication and pre-therapy is like a shell of the person that I am now you know I'm totally different I'm like I feel like I'm the most back to the way that I was as a child Mm -hmm. while also being mature if that makes sense like no no I I, I feel like I got you know my spunk and my personality back when I started going to therapy started doing the inner work figuring out where I can heal and also like realizing that I genuinely had a chemical imbalance that needed to be tended to um and yeah going about it like that I know at first I was I know there's a huge stigma around medication for mental illness and there shouldn't be um for me I never would judge anybody or think anything of anybody else being on medication but I was nervous to go on it myself because I was terrified that one day if I stopped taking it I would be reliant um but you know I, I remember talking to my therapist about that and her telling me like well it's no different than taking cold medicine when you have a cold and it's no different than taking allergy medicine when you're allergic you have depression and you have anxiety and taking the medicine is what you need to fix the imbalance and I was like yeah you're right and literally it's the best thing I ever could have done for myself yeah I think therapy is just like a very huge aspect of life that is often like over overseen is that the right term overlooked yeah overlooked god I can't speak today But yeah, therapy is a huge aspect that I feel like gets overlooked, whether it's because there's like this negative stigma to it or it's not like affordable. Um, I know Sam kind of touched on affordability, but I do think that it is important if you cannot, like if you don't have access to a therapist due to like insurance issues or just like it not being affordable to you. I do think it is beneficial to go out and like do your research because like there could be support groups. There could be like programs within the community that might like set you up with um, maybe a therapist or just maybe like a counselor, just someone that you can like go to for help. Um, Like it's one thing to go ahead and like talk to your friends about it, but like your friends aren't your therapist. Like for sure. Your friends are there. And Sam actually has like a bullet point um, here. Your friends are there for you to like help and everything like you can vent to them. But your friends shouldn't be your therapist. Like that is a very I don't want to say it's a heavy burden, but it's like a very heavy, um, a very heavy task to hold. Yeah. Something that actually um, I'm going to call Morgan out and give her a gold star for this that Morgan did recently when she was going to vent to me about something was she was like, hey, do you like have the capacity 
to like let me vent to you today like are you like okay today how are you doing before I like unleash yeah like, what like all these things which was so like thoughtful of her because let's just say this isn't what we were talking about but let's just say she wanted to talk to me about like body stuff let's say I was having a really bad like body dysmorphia body image day um maybe some of the things that she would say to me would be triggering. And so I think that's something really good to kind of like get into practice. If you know, you're going to unleash some heavy topics when speaking to your friends. Um, but definitely like utilize your friends as resources because that's what they're there for. They're yeah, listen to you. 100%. And, but of course, like if you, you know, your friendships, you know yeah. where you need to ask, you know, if they're okay talking about something and you know where you can just kind of vent kind of stepping back to therapy. Ashley saying this re- reminded me um, that, if you are a college student, whether your insurance isn't covered therapy or like whether it's just like too expensive, even, you know, with insurance, if you don't have insurance, whatever. Uh, I know that most colleges actually have a counseling program with their student center. I know that I went to counseling at Illinois State and it truly like really helped me uh, kind of uh, get comfortable with being vulnerable before yeah. I started seeing, you know, the therapist that I have now. And obviously, you know, it's utilize it. It's included in your tuition. Yeah. Um, and definitely that's, that's a good place to start as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but going off of that, uh, self-reflection I think is really important. Journaling, whether it's just like brain dump, if you're stressed, writing down everything you're stressed out about yeah or whether it's like manifestation in your journal or whether it's like writing a letter to your future self I think those are all really good ways to just kind of reflect and and I know I'm gonna call Morgan out again and give her another gold star when she was going through her breakup after her engagement ended she journaled every single day and now she is a year out from that and she looks back and she's able to see with every pass, every passing day, how she got better. That's amazing. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. That is amazing. I, I have seen the effects of like journaling because like that is something that I do from time to time. Like I remember I was really big into like having a bullet journal. Uh, that was like, I know those were really huge. Those were so big, but I don't know. There's just like different things that you can do. You don't have to write down like your life story of that day, but even just like writing a few things here and there, like giving yourself a prompt, like I think that's super helpful. And, you know, it you can practice your writing skills, too. Absolutely. It it just it's beneficial. Well, kind of just to like wrap everything up, like Sam and I just really want to push like putting yourself out there and like doing things that need to be done in yeah yeah, yeah for so. sure and I and first before we get into this I want to acknowledge I did have this as a bullet point like as someone who struggles with mental health I definitely understand that sometimes like your depression or your anxiety can hold you back from doing things that you yeah. know you need to do and I'm not neither of us are speaking to like that at all when we're saying these things but sometimes you just like kind of need that just kind of factoring out mental health if you're feeling, you know, in a good place, feeling healthy, if you're feeling like you are, have the capacity to do so, we just want to give you that extra push to go ahead and like do the things that you know need to be done that you've been putting off. Yeah. And again, you don't have to listen to us. Sam and I are not professionals. We're by just any your friends. We're, We're your just friends. your friends talking to you We're here. We're here to give you a little push. You don't have to agree with everything that we say. Like while great minds think alike, also great minds don't think alike. I mean, there's so many times where like, I don't say so many times where Sam and I like don't see eye to eye on stuff <laughs> because for the most part we do. Yeah, but yeah. like, you don't have to see eye to eye with us on everything. Absolutely. Just because we think a certain way and give you this type of advice doesn't mean that you have to go ahead and live by it. It's just, for sure. it's our two cents. And what we say isn't going to work for everyone and vice versa. But this is your sign to go ahead and dump your boyfriend or girlfriend if they're not serving you anymore. If you feel like you're at a place where you're unhappy with your relationship and you're there and it's kind of just existing, coming from two girls who were kind of like in that place, do it. Like, just do it because it'll be the best thing you've ever done for yeah. yourself. Um, if you want a new job, start applying. Yeah. It's 
you know, like it, it can be scary to, to leave a job that's mm-hmm. not serving you. It can be scary to, to leave a company where you don't see yourself growing, but you're not going to have to leave tomorrow. Just start the process of editing your resume. Start talking to people on LinkedIn. Start networking. Start applying. Just take a step towards um, getting towards that goal of getting what you want. 100%. Go and cut cut your hair. Cut your fucking hair. Dye it. Buy all new clothes. Reinvent <laughs> yourself if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Paint your room. Do something crazy. Do something that's different. Give yourself a change that you're not expecting and that the people in your life aren't expecting. Like, who knows? You might surprise yourself and you might end up loving it. Yeah. And sometimes, like, the little extra push and sometimes like a sign from the universe is all you need to go ahead and like move forward with that next thing. So like this is the universe, you know, working this out in your favor, having you listen to this podcast and listen to us say like, stop putting off that thing that you've been wanting to do and just fucking do it. Yeah. 100%. For sure. But I think that's really all we have to talk to you guys about today. Yeah. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, You're going to go through points where you feel stuck, where you feel unmotivated. And we want to be there to give you that extra push and help give you ideas of what you can do to, you know, better your life and just do something different and refresh it. Feel good. All of that. I feel like (laughs) I I don't even have anything else to say because you covered it all and I don't want to be redundant. (laughs) Well, with that being said, I think this concludes episode 26. So again, hope you guys enjoyed it and we will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.